All right, Sky, let's move to Orange Lutheran. Four and one are the uh, Lancers. They're your reigning Division Two champions, and they've kept it rolling pretty good this year uh, and the second year under Coach Sherman. Again, played a solid schedule. Um, the one loss was to Edison, 34 to 13. It turns out Edison's pretty good. Yes, they're 5 and 0. Oh. That was a tight game in the fourth quarter, and then it got away. Um, but outside of that, um, they have introduced a new quarterback and TJ Latif. They do have some young players as well. Um, and, you know, they have won a close game uh, to open the season against Sarah. They uh, took out Upland and Damien um, and, you know, uh, comf somewhat comfortable um, fashion, you know, 24-7 to over up Upland. Damien game was close, 26-20. And then last, uh, before they took their bye, uh, Orange Lutheran defeated uh, Notre Dame uh, Sherman Oaks 34 to uh, four, uh, 37 to 14. And, you know, numbers wise, Scotty, you know, Orange Lutheran, they're, 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 they're solid. They're averaging 25 and a half points a game, allowing 20. They thought their defense was going to be improved. That was a big goal this year. And I think they've made, certainly made some strides in that direction because, um, you know, defensively, their numbers are now third best in the league. And that was something coach Sherman talked about at the beginning of the year. Our defense should be improved. Um, the, at times last year, they gave up a lot of points. And this week, you know, Orange Lutheran starting out uh, against Santa Margarita. That's a big game. Some people are thinking if, you know, the winner of that game is bound for the Division One playoffs, so it's going to be a, a very tightly um, watched game. But so far on the Lancer, Scotty, who's your offensive MVPs? So I have Conrad Hernandez, the receiver, yeah. Kayla Marshall, and sophomore quarterback T.J. Latif, and um, you know that's that's it's kind of crazy because after watching that first game, I wasn't sure what Latif was going to bring to the table. You know, was he going to be the guy uh, that you know was going to get it done, or was it going to be a struggle? And it hasn't been a struggle. I mean, he's had a few here and there, you know, but primarily he's been he's had a successful season, and he's actually the Trinity league leader in passing yards. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, so, you know, and he, you know, he'll get better, you know, he's probably, you know, he's still young. Um, but uh, he's also got, you know, Caleb Marshall and Conrad Hernandez to throw to. And both of those guys are, are explosive when they can get the ball in space. Um, so, you know, we'll just have to, to wait and see uh, if uh, Orange Lutheran can, Get a little bit, you know. Like I said, they seem to be kind of stagnant because we talked about. You mentioned they're they're, they're doing twenty five and a half points. I would think that would be a little bit better because they seem to have more offensive production than they do. That it doesn't translate to in points. If that if that makes any sense, um, and that's just I think because of their young group, and and uh, we'll see if if they can capitalize that. You know, in turning the league play. Yes. All right, Scotty, how about moving over to defense? Uh, defensive MVP so far, I think you probably have a, a certain linebacker on there. Uh, in uh, Gabe Morin is, might be on your MVP so far. Actually, I do not. And, um, and that's kind of interesting because I actually went with the three youngsters. Okay. Uh, the defensive lineman, Uma Jennings, who I believe is a freshman, Tanaloa Ely, who's a freshman, and Wallace Philemu, who's a sophomore. Yeah, I thought you might and have those, 
And, um, you know, Morin, who was a tackling machine, I think, you know, and he's been steady, but he's, I think these three guys have like, you know, nothing to take away from, from Warren, but these guys have, I kind of, I want to say they've stand they've stood out for me. You know, they, they're, they've been all over the field. They've been making plays. They've been take us for losses. Um, yeah. and so I think Sacks. in that, as- yeah. yeah, so I think in that aspect, I mean, you know, I think, you know, Philemon and, and Ily are going to be, I mean, I think those guys are going to be really good. Um, especially Tamalo is sort of like, he reminds me of Nasir Wyatt off that edge. I think he needs to get a little stronger, but he's got that same burst. Um, and he's long. He's got a, he's got a long wing, uh, wingspan. Um, and then Uma Jennings has been, you know, he's just, he's, he's, he's a nose guard, I believe, you know, but he's made a, you know, a few sacks, but he's allowed those other guys to roam in between. So, um, yeah, the, the you know Olu's defense is has an upside, and uh, it's some, for something that, that for them to build off of. Okay, excellent, Scotty. How about um, themes so far that you've noticed offensively and defense for the Lancers? So, with their theme, pretty much is is I think they are trying to get balance yeah. uh, more so than they have been in the past. I know they had a, they struggled last, you know, last year and they kind of just, you know, airmailed the whole, you know, pretty much, you know, the offense and, you know, in there's five games, they've shown that they're, that they've been able to, to run with the, with uh, Barrera and, um, and they got Noah Rodriguez back. So, and, right. uh, they kind of, you know, I think they could be a one, two to show the balance, um, you know they should be able to get comfortable with uh you know with Latif back there. He could also be a runner. Yeah, I think he's more of a passer, but he doesn't really want to you know you know want to run him too much. You, know, you don't want to take the sh- take having him take unnecessary shots. You know, but this is going to be an interesting stretch for him um, because I've seen some young QBs have great preseason and they get to that Trinity League and they get that baptism by fire, and um, you know it's a learning experience. Uh, you know, but um, and he's got the talent, you know, to, um, you know, persevere through it. And then defense just, you know, they, their theme, I think, is just better, faster, and young. Um, you know, and they just, like I said, they have those guys that are up and coming. Um, you know, they're still, you know, there's still more in, who's, who's in that middle of that defense. Um, and then they also have their, their secondary has been playing um, pretty solid, too. Keon Washington has 19 tackles. Um uh, you know Ben Alafeo, who's plays both ways. He's a tall, rangy six-three corner. Um, Deuce Frierson. Uh, they have a lot of guys that go in, or, you know, that play both ways, um, and that shows you their athletic ability, and they're in, able to do that. And um, there is one player that I, you know, I haven't. And we've maybe talked about him when we first started the podcast. Is the transfer D lineman uh, Jire Mo, the sophomore? Now, yeah. I was was he? I was wondering if he was doing his sit out period. Yeah, um, so he. I'm glad you brought him up because he is a sit out period guy. So he'll become eligible this week. Um, the sit out period actually um, ended today uh, on this on this uh, this this very uh, September twenty uh, sixth. So. He is one of the key guys that Orange Lutheran is going to add to the mix to that D-line and that uh, defense. And he's a big motor guy. Um, so he looks like an impact player. 
And they also have another receiver that he could come into the mix too with some Trinity League ties, and that's uh, Tyler Hennessy. He's uh, from St. John Bosco. Ah, that's right. That's and right. He's yes. also a um, a lower. He played lower levels at Bosco, I believe. But he's also a guy that they in, they believe is going to be an impact guy. So Orange Lutheran is going to be interesting. That's why I really am wondering about that game coming up this Friday um, and how how well they will do against Santa Margarita. Um, but yeah, you, that to answer your question, yes, the, the Lancers have a couple key sitouts. All right, that's good because he's you know I saw his his film is pretty good and he's got a motor and he's you know he's a six uh, I believe six more like three hundred pound guy so that you know he's sort of like uh, Uma Jennings but if you know if you get those two guys and that's going to help those free up those backers you know and and I also forgot to mention Mason Mason Johnson the senior you know he has. Uh, two sacks too, uh, and he's also played really well as well. Yeah, yeah, a lot of potential with the Lancers on that defense. What they've been focusing on. Um, hey, and Scotty, to wrap it up with uh, Orange Lutheran. Any key stats or uh, a tidbit, interesting tidbit to uh, close it up here on Orange Lutheran? So you know, we we pretty much you know if we're going you know down the line with the offensive line you know they're averaging 62 290 it's a little bit smaller we got one guy you know the center kind of throws it off he's still a 300 pounder uh Inoki Samita he's a three year starter you know but they're you know they're pretty much pretty big with Hale Johnson freshman Sam Utu who's played that that uh, uh right tackle and uh you know he's done pretty well and then as far as you know Orange Luther they're another young team you know, you know, I got we got them coming in at uh, uh, ten, so I got them at number you know with ten underclassmen, um, and I believe it's four on offense and seven on defense. Um, and there's some interchangeable guys um, that are that come off the bench too. You know, because Mo's a sophomore, uh, Tulusi Illy, he's a, a junior, and then uh, Keegan Tayagi, he's a sophomore that comes in on the rotation for the D line, but I primarily I focused on the starters, but, but, you know, they are a young, uh, a young team as well, but, uh, that come coming in with, uh, 10 underclassmen. So that actually puts them next. They're actually puts them as the next experienced team, believe it or not. So second most kinda, to uh, Bosco. Yep. Okay. All right. Interesting. Well, good breakdown again, uh, Scotty on orange Lutheran four and one, um, are the Lancers. So uh, we talked a little bit about them. Uh, that's who the Lancers play this week. Let's talk about Santa Margarita. So they're 3-1 and one on the season. Um, they unfortunately didn't get to play one of their games. St. Augustine had to, uh, at a San Diego had to pull out of uh, their game, had some injuries mount, and it was an unfortunate situation for for Santa Margarita. So that's why they're only 3-1. and one. Um, they haven't, they've only, they, they're missing one game. Um, they, but they've done well. Um, the good news for the Eagles averaging over 40 points a game, 41 and a half points a game on offense. That gives them the second best offense, uh, statistically in the Trinity league. They've allowed 24, um, a little bit over 24 points a game on defense. Now, of course we talked about them recently on the Trinity league. Uh, OC football podcast because some of those numbers are good and concerning because of their last game. They lost to Los Alamitos 69 to 49.
But this is also an Eagles attack that scored 63 points um, against Mullen, um, which is a very pretty weak team out of Colorado. They're one and four, um, but that was 63 points. And here was an impressive day, the, uh, performance for the Eagles offensively, defensively. This is maybe one of their better games of the year. Norco, um, who's three and two. Um, the, the Eagles beat Norco 36 to 14 in their second game. They kind of shook off that, you know, uh, kind of home hum 18 to eight victory against San Juan Hills in their opener. So that's uh, one of their best performances. But there are some um, some other positives for the Eagles. I'm sure you're going to cover them. You know, Jackson Potter has been one of the most improved players in the Trinity League and Orange County. 13 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Jackson Potter, the quarterback, looking um, outstanding. Um, committed to uh, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Um, I've been very impressed with what I've seen from Jackson Potter because he's, you know, that was one of the things that, you know, he needed to work on was cutting down his interceptions. And gosh, has he done that. And he's hooking up with his great receiving core that you'll probably talk about um, here. And he's spreading the ball around and he's even running the ball some as well. Uh, can't be um, more complimentary of Jackson Potter. But defensively, they got some concerns. Uh, a bright spot, I'm sure you'll talk about Jacob Bauer at linebacker. But they do have um, Collins Achikapung, uh, who is a mission-committed com senior defensive end. Um, he's a transfer from Fairmont Prep, but one of the highest you know, off-season recruits, uh, highest rising off-season recruits. He's going to be having meniscus surgery. That is according to Coach Anthony Rogier. But, Scotty, that's a little bit overview on the Eagles, but definitely want to hear, um, I'm sure you have Jackson Potter, but offensive MVP so far for Santa Margarita. Yeah, so the two standout guys right now are, you know, Jackson Potter and Evan Mosley, and we basically, you know, it was on display against that little South game. Right. Um, you know, Potter, you know, he's just, he's brought his game up. He hasn't made any, you know, He's completing, you know, sixty-six percent is an improvement for him. He could get right. that up higher. Um, you know, he's the second-rated passer in, in Trinity League right now. And then, you know, Emmett Mosley. I mean, he's finally, you know, we were able to see what we knew that he could be. We talked about, but he just wasn't able to, you know, put it on display until uh, these last few games. Um, and he's, you know, big time. Uh, threat, you know, and and I think and you'll, you know, I think he'll also be seeing more on that defensive side in certain games. Yeah, that could be but, interesting. But right now, these are my two guys. Those are their, yeah. you know, pretty much, you know, their two big offensive MVPs. Yeah, and you just think about, you know, I can't keep coming back to that Orange Lutheran game. There, Olu's going to have a hard time with both those guys, especially Emmett. Um, so, Scotty, how about defensive MVPs? I mentioned Jacob Bauer. Um, who's racking up double-digit tackles, um, kind of comes from a rugby background. Um, he's got a good burst and can play some sideline to sideline, pretty physical guy. Um, he's been a bright spot. I'm sure he's in your defensive MVP somewhere. He is. Uh, Bauer, you know, he, he leads, you know, the Trinity League with uh, 58 tackles. Um, like you said, he is sideline to sideline, um, and he he has that burst, and he he it just seems that knack just to be around the ball. Um, and then his uh, side mate Noah Sulik, he's you know almost a carbon copy of Bauer. Um, he's having just as you know solid 
uh, of a season. Um, he's pretty much, uh, I think he has uh, four sacks. He's actually second in the Trinity League behind Bailey um, with four sacks. Um, and then, you know, it's too bad that, you know, Collins and Chipong, you know, got injured because he, you know, was, you know, and I'll probably talk about him in a little bit, but, but he was, you know, their bright spot on that defensive line until he got injured. And I think that they missed him in that little Sal game tremendously. And, um, but, uh, those three guys were, you know, are the ones that have been, were playing, you know, lights out for them. Okay. So Scotty, what do you have, um, offensively and defensive themes so far? Um, where you have Jackson Potter, I said he's spreading it out. They're airing it out as well because they uh, they've kind of used several different running backs. There's been some sickness as well hit the group a little bit. Um, and then you know we talked about some of their defensive struggles. But what's been the theme on offense and defense? You know, you know, offense. It's just you know, it's hit them with the big play. You know, we talked about. Uh, you know, all the other teams' big plays abilities and, you know, Santa Margarita, you have to put in that category. Um, and they got two big play receivers, I, you know, you know, Emmett, you could even throw in his brother, Trent, freshman, um, freshman you know, he has that ability, uh, you know, Bain Irisman, um, he's averaging 18.6 per catch. And then, you know, and then Nico Lopez finally, I think last week finally came alive. You know, he'd been quiet for the first few games. Um, you know, and then on you know the defensive side, you know their defense appeared to be faster early on, uh, aggressive, and then all of a sudden they hit the wall when they hit you know uh, Low Sal. You know they kind of I think they kind of exposed uh, something on with Santa Margarita, um, especially with Collins going down. Um, but you know I think they'll re you know they're going to regroup. I think they're going to you know you know tighten it up, um, but. They just they can't afford to have any more games like they did against Los Al. It just put too much pressure on that offense, um, having to play like that all the rest of the, you know, for league. All right, Scotty. And then last thing here to to wrap up with Santa Margaritas. How about a a key stat or a um, you know you've been breaking down the uh, the offensive line um, size and, and and the 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 experience of the team. What do you have in this area? Um, before I get to that, let me get my surprises out. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, Scotty. Go ahead. So Collins, you know, you know, obviously he was a surprise because of the right. fact that we were unsure of, you know, not playing football for three years and then coming from the division 14, 13, you yeah. know, school. And, um, you know, he surprised me big time and I just, it's too bad that, you know, we don't get to see more of him, um, because uh, he really made a difference for them. And then um, I have also uh, DB Joshua Tuchek. Um, you know, he's played very solid. He's aggressive corner. He's very spirited. Sometimes he's, you know, you gotta, he's got to tone it down a little bit. Um, but he, has, he plays with that edge, and I think that's that mentality you need to have as a, as, at a corner. And I, I thought he played pretty well in the low style game and, um, and, 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 and pretty much all – you know, so far, because I know they've changed a lot of their defense a little bit. Um, and he's a former receiver turned DB. Um, so I, I, I think he's been sort of uh, a, a kind of a surprise for, for me coming, you know, out of nowhere. Okay. And then my, and then my, my, 
my surprise yeah, staying with the linemen. So Santa Margarita's linemen are averaging 6'3", 307. So if you could see a recurring theme with the Trinity League, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy because everybody's pretty much like at 300 pounds, you know, and, you know, they all know, you know, what, you know, what it takes to be successful in, in having to play in that league. Um, you know, they're, they're actually starting a freshman, Joey Lopez, um, 6'4", 315. Um, and, and he actually, he just started, I think the last three games, he didn't open the season there. Uh, and he's playing that, um, left tackle. So that's a, that's a big spot, you know, playing, playing his, uh, you know, Potter's uh, blind side. Um, and then they are, they actually have, uh, also 16 sacks, believe it or not, and two picks. So they're like you know, tied with modern as you know, from a sack standpoint, and Santa Margarita is actually the third youngest team. So they got they come in or actually they're tied with uh, uh, Servite actually, and I will talk about with more about them. But they have twelve. They're playing twelve underclassmen, okay. in, um, and they're basically have uh, six on defense and obviously six on offense. So good balance there. All right, Scotty. Well, hey, great breakdown on Santa Margarita. Um, got some, you know, some some pros and cons on the Eagles. Um, I think they're going to be in the mix uh, once again, like they were last year. All right, Scotty. Let's move on to Jay Sarah here as we break down each team in the Trinity League preview in the 2022 season that's ready to kick off. So the Lions, three and two, had a lot of promise. Uh, they bring along some of their young players. They were very young last year. They started the season with an upset against Sierra Canyon at home. We're up 21-0 against a what is now an undefeated Chaminade team, and then they lost on the road 24-21. So that was a game that got away. That would have been a, a big, big, another big victory for Jay Sarah, but they couldn't hold on. Lost on a late um, field goal against Chaminade. And then it was uh, Jay Sarah. They they held on against a pretty good Newport Harbor team, 28-21. That was a little surprisingly close for me, but Newport is 4-1. Then they lost uh, to Centennial Corona, 41-0, but they rebounded the very next week and beat Rancho Cucamonga for the second straight year, 34-18. That's how you get to 3-2. Eagles, uh, excuse me, uh, Lions, Doing some good things on special teams. That was a big part of how they turned the tide against Sierra Canyon. Um, so once again, that's one of the fortes with uh, everyone will say about Coach McKnight at Jay Sarah. Special teams guru. That's true. Um, offensively, they're averaging twenty, almost 23 points a game. So that puts them toward the bottom of the Trinity League. A little bit behind Orange Lutheran, but ahead of Servite. Uh, and then the defense... Um, is allowing a little bit more than that, 24 points um, a game. So they're one of the few teams. Uh, it's Jay, Sarah, and Sura that have a you know a negative uh, margin for the year with uh, points for and points against. Um, but a lot of that probably is that they Jay, Sarah has played some close games. Obviously, as we mentioned, the Chaminade game was close. The Sierra Canyon was close into the second half. Um, the Newport Harbor game was close. The one that really flipped it was the 41-0 loss to Centennial. 
but they showed a lot of courage uh, and perseverance in coming back. But, Scotty, offensive MVPs, I think you probably have a certain running back from Jay Sarah in your group of offensive MVPs so far. Uh, you know, I, I, I was trying – this was a very hard one because I was like, you know, still trying to find their MVP. But I, I guess you would have to say George Perez has kind okay. of been their – he's been their guy. He's their workhorse. Um, he's, you know, he doesn't have impressive stats, but he's, you know, he's gotten the yardage when they needed. Um, uh, and he doesn't, he's not a very big guy either. He plays a lot bigger than he is. Um, he's, he's only averaging 4.6 per carry. Um, but he is tied for second, uh, in the league with five rushing TDs. So, um, he's, yeah, he's been kind of like their, their catalyst. Uh, I, I kind of want to throw in another guy that I think I could put in for, yeah. For MVP, um, he, he's a two-way guy, and he's actually the uh, the defensive back, Kamir uh, Gabriel. You know, I'm, I'm probably hopeful. I'm not trying to butcher yeah. his name, but he's he's actually kind of been. He's kind of like their big play guy. He's averaging like six four per carry. He has two TDs. Uh, does not a lot of yards, but I just recently he just kind of been been used the last two games in their offense and and i I think we're going to see that and he just adds a little bit more explosiveness uh to that offense um and you know i'll talk more about about the offense you know but but i think those those two guys at this point for them would probably could be their mvps yeah two of their backs and i i saw both of them uh play that duo um against sierra canyon the opener and it was uh one got the first half Perez got the second half, it seemed like. And, yeah, Jay Sarah keeps their backs fresh. They, uh, but they, and they both have the ability to, to, uh, to be dynamic and, and get to that second, get into that secondary and, and take it to the house. Um, so uh, how about defensive MVP so far for the Lions? Uh, they've had some, they've had, they have some playmakers on that side of the ball, don't they, Scotty? They do. Uh, it's a scrappy group. Um, you know, yep. but right now the two that are probably playing the best are linebackers, uh, Clarence Cheney and Luke Webb. Uh, uh, Clarence is actually, he's, he's, um, he's the leader in tackles. Uh, well, um, yeah, 32. He's got 32 and he's got, he's actually second, I think in the, in the, or third, tied third in the league for tackles for loss. Right. And he's got it in one sack. And then, um, Webb, he's got 20 tackles and he's made some big plays playing that, you know, defensive end, stand-up kind of linebacker uh, spot. But primarily, you know, the defense has been, you know, solid as a core, you know, keeping them in the games because the offense isn't really putting a lot of points up. Um, But certainly those two guys uh, have the motor uh, that you like to see uh, coming from, you know, linebacker spot. Yeah, I have to throw in Coach Scott McKnight was talking to me about uh, Clarence, right? Yes, uh, and he was telling me that he he kind of compared uh, Clarence to he was Jay Sarah's version of Sam Mills, the the former linebacker of the the, the Saints, uh, the New Orleans Saints in the NFL. That was high praise um, because of the intellect he, he plays with and how uh, smart he is um, and instinctual. So high praise there, Scotty. What's been the uh, the themes that you've picked up on Jay Sarah? You know, offensively. And defense, where I think it's been their ground game has been probably might be mentioned by you, and you know um, some playmakers on defense trying to force some turnovers. Yeah, you know it's it's 
they've been sort of an enigma from an offensive standpoint. Um, but, you know, they seem to want to run the ball. They have good speed, you know, once those backs get into the open field. You know, I mentioned, you know, they're only averaging about four yards per carry. But, um, you know, then when you flip it to the other side that, you know, they have a defense that plays very well together, aggressive. Um, I mentioned that their their middle middle backers are active. Um, it's a young group. Um, I will say that, you know, and I'll, I'll touch bases on that. But pretty much, you know, uh, you know, Jay Sarah's kind of been, I, I, you know, you know, I'll go, I'll just jump in. I can jump into this, the, you know, the, the, my surprises yeah. really quick, um, you know, because it, it ties in with that. Cause I, I thought the offense would kind of show more, uh, seeing as, as they had success throwing the ball in the summer in the passing leagues, you know, and I guess that just, you know, shows you what seven on seven doesn't always translate to the field, you know, because Jay Sarah has some, you know, pretty, you know, you know, quick receivers and, you know, Josh Jordan, Al Pierce, Tangle, you know, you know, Logan Christensen, when they get the ball, they just, you know, they don't have many receptions, two, five, nine, you know, um, if they could get the ball into their hands, it would be, you know, so that's why I'm kind of surprised because during the summer we saw those guys, you know, making plays and, and they've kind of haven't done so. Uh, so that's kind of my surprise with, uh, with Jay Sarah. Yeah, I agree because, uh, you know, they were the semifinalist at the Battle of the Beach where they kind of took that tournament by storm. Um, but I think, you know, for me, like I've said, I think what I, I liked was the competitive edge and spirit that they showed um, in competing at that tournament. And a lot of it was on defense as well. And, and that's kind of translated, um, I think, um, showed some of their grit and um, ability to to make stops and plays on defense. But I think Xander Singh has been solid um, so far. Jay Sarah, the junior quarterback, um, I think he's kind of a, a game manager where he's uh, got some ability to make some plays. I, I saw him make a you know roll out, make a, a big time throw uh, against Sierra Canyon, but I know um, he's he's not exactly airing it out, and he's working. You know, they're trying to be balanced, like you said, with their 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 ground attack. So they're they're kind of spreading out the uh, the load. I think. Um, uh, at least offensively. Um, so, Scotty, how about any kind of a key stat or uh, tidbits on uh, Jay Sarah? So they're, you know, they're the second youngest team with 14 right. uh, underclassmen. So they got eight on defense and um, and six on offense. And, um, you know, their they're offensive lines, they're, they're shy under the 300 mark. Uh, they got 280, 285, um, and uh, they, you know, their defense. They have, you know, have six sacks as a team, uh, one interception. And the interesting stat on interceptions is everybody in the league. There's about 12 plus guys yeah. that have one. I know. Nobody I saw that. Than, yeah. so, nobody has more than one pick, which is a testament to. You know, well, I, we haven't. We'll see what happens in the league, but yeah. you know, I was gonna say it's a testament to the team. You know, like you know, with the, these quarterbacks, because you know, we've seen a lot of a lot of interceptions, and I haven't seen that many picks in in all these games that these teams have played against. You know, it's like you had one or two, but never the you know nothing more than that. So, uh, so that's just something to to yeah. It's a, that's kind of an interesting stat, um, and you know. Um, and then let's see what else. Uh, they have a, 
another interesting thing is that oh, is that they have a lot of um, between. You know, I'll probably talk about it in Survey, but um, Jay Sarah and Survey have are one of two teams that have a lot of linemen going both ways, um, which is kind of you know, which right. is interesting. You know, Kanoa Davis and David uh, Tuilua, you know, are pretty much in the rotation um, on their defensive line, and then actually Davis actually leads their team with sacks, so. Um, and he's a, he, you know, he's, he's a rangy, uh, he plays tackle. He's a junior. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was just kind of an interesting, that's an interesting observation that those two, uh, you know, being, being, you know, the last two teams in, in the, in the league that, uh, you know, are playing two way linemen, you know, whereas everybody else is pretty much played, you know, has, has a set going one way. Yeah. Yeah, how much is Vaca going uh, two ways at all at uh, Bosco? He's not. No, just defense. Just defense. Yeah. Okay. All right, Scotty. So to wrap up our uh, deep dive into the Tree League uh, teams this year, uh, our season preview here. Uh, let's go with we, the only team we haven't talked about yet is Servite. So they're one in four um, on the season so far. They're averaging a league low, 17 points a game, uh, allowing a league high, 32 points a game. But uh, they play a pretty tough schedule, and they're really trying to reload with some young players after their you know, big run last year all the way to the Division I finals where they lost to Modern Day. Um, you knew that there was going to be a, a tough year when you graduate guys like Noah Fafita and... Tetraroa McMillan and Jacob Manu and um, Coach Thomas's uh, son, a running back. Um, I mean, uh, Mason Graham. They were a loaded, uh, a loaded team, um, in, a, in a lot of ways. And the list kind of goes on from there. So, yes, they lost to Rancho Cucamonga to start out the season. That's a, a team that Jay Sarah just beat. They lost to Mission Viejo, forty-two twenty-three. Diablos are really good, um, senior heavy team. They barely beat La Mirada 10-7. Um, struggled against Los Al. We know Los Al is outstanding this year. Um, lost 47-14. to And then, of course, Scotty told us about the promise of that the second half. And, that, and, uh, and it, of course, a promising start at one point against Helix last week. But the Friars lost 38-31. Um, so they're 1-4. Could they be the... The, the, a winless team in the Trina League? I don't know. It's hard to tell because they have a lot of pride. Uh, they have a lot of fight. You know, Scotty, you know, calls it the Troy Thomas factor. You you know, the, uh, you know, the Friar spirit, whatever you want to say. Um, you can't count them, count them out uh, in some of these games, um, especially some of their younger players develop. But, Scotty, so far, you know, obviously we've had some – you know, offensive MVP could be an interesting uh, pick for you. They, they've played about three different quarterbacks. Um, got a good sophomore running back in uh, Quade Carr. But who's your offensive MVP so far for Servite? You know, again, this one was tough to try to figure yeah. out because uh, I know they're still trying to find that offense. Um, you know, it's an offense that's that's pretty much scored up until last week, and it was all rushing touchdowns. Um and then they finally got two passing TDs. Um, you know, I like the running back Tyler McCowan. 
he runs hard, you know, I, you know, but for some reason he didn't, I don't know if he was hurt. He just, he didn't get a lot of play last week, but I thought in that little style game, he was the difference. Um, and that it, he could be the difference. I know Clark Carr is the, has been like, you know, he could be that the big play guy. Um, yeah. but you know, you take away the 85 yard run and he hasn't really done an all lot. Um, so you know, in, in, and then there's the staple, um, Oscar Madrigal, you know, he's the real lone returner, um, and he's a two-way guy, you know, and I, and I, you know, he's kind of, you know, tying those guys in together, um, and so I, you know, I, I, I kind of was like, you know, okay, I'll give it to linemen, you know, so yeah. I, I would say those two, you know, those two guys have, for them have kind of, I think, have been their, you know, offensive MVPs. Okay, got it. How about uh, defensive MVPs uh, so far for the Friars? You know, this one maybe could be a surprise. It may may be a, like a really under the radar, but you know, I'm going to go out with Matthew Dravich. He's a corner, okay. And I talked about him earlier, where because yeah. uh, he had that pick in the um, that pick six, and he, I mean, it was a nice play. He drove on it. You know, I thought he was going to get in, but he didn't. But you know, I noticed something in the Los Al game. Um, and he was never thrown to in that little sal game. They never targeted his side for some reason. They kept picking on the other side. Now, yeah. you know, if 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 you're a corner and you're not getting thrown to, that means something. That means you're doing something or you're covering or some type of matchup. I, you know, but I, I just and I've seen a couple of plays where he was on coverage and he he had both guys covered, uh, made solid tackles. So you know, I, it's. Something that you know, I love. I I like that one on one. I love that you know, game within a game matchup corners. Uh, that's the one thing that I I like to watch for the most. Um, you know, and you know me. We we talked about corners that are playing technique yes. versus the hands on, and and so that's something that I like to watch for. But I think you know, you know, you know, Servite's had a lot of guys make tackles. I think mean, we've seen you know the the younger guys, you know, make tackles. But is that you know, if that's out of necessity, not not so much, you know, stopping. And so I'm just, I, you know, nobody, I've heard no one say anything about Matthew Dravich and something that I've taken notice for. And especially with that, you know, that pick six that he did, you could see it was, it was, it was, a, it was a nice play. He just lined it up and just, uh, you know, drove on the ball. So. Yeah, that was last week against uh, Helix. I think that set up a touchdown, but essentially a, yes. a pick six. Uh, I know what you mean, uh, Scotty, of course. Um, hey, nice pick. I like it. Um, so how about offensive theme uh, as well for the uh, the Friars and defensive theme? I think offensively uh, it could be a little bit tough as well, um, what you're seeing from you know the Friars as they're trying to establish some kind of identity here. Yeah, you know, so they, you know – they pretty much opened kind of the season with, you know, running the ball. Um, they were rotating the quarterback. So like we said, you know, trying to get that identity, um, you know, but they may have found it. I don't, you know, we'll have to right. see if, if they decide to go with Leo Hannon now, you know, they thought they were going to go with JJ, you know, JJ looked like he was in that game. He was running read option and keeping it. And he was, you know, it wasn't the most ideal, but um, you know, then Hannon comes in and, like I said, he made those plays. Someone, you know, like a lot of those kids came alive, made some big plays. Um, you know, so you know, it's a start to build on. You know, and then defensively, you know, it's another you know gritty defense. You know, um, with the few defensive players that I mentioned, you know, that are promising. Um, you know, so it's just something that they just 
you know, you know, they keep grinding at it. You know, they just, they love to play for Troy and they, you know, that's, you know, when you're, you know, at, at Servite, that's, you know, the mentality that they have. And, you know, when you play amongst that, you know, group, everybody, you know, every, every, you know, they, every school has, you know, their, their theme of the season, you know, and, you know, whether they call it the brotherhood, you know, whether they call it the, um, you know, you know, credo, you know, it's, it's, it's all, it, it, you know, it means something. And so, um, and I, and I know that, you know, Servite plays with that, that grittiness that we always see. And like I said last week, you know, that was a pure example of it. Right. Um, what they did to Helix after getting, you know, you know, probably giving up, I think they gave up over 300 in that first half and then, you know, limiting probably them to under a hundred in that second half. So, like I said, you know, it'll be, it's going to be tough coming into, you know, this uh, Trinity League play, but, you yeah. know. They start out with St. John Bosco on Friday um, in that game at, at uh, Cerritos College. So that's going to be a really tough opener. But then, yeah, they're going to have to battle. The Servite takes on Orange Lutheran and then Santa Margarita and Jay Sarah before they uh, play modern day. So this year... They haven't spread out so well. That hasn't always been the case for a Servite. But this year, they get Bosco in the beginning, Modern Day at the end. Um, they could have used that a few uh, a few years ago when they had some of their best teams ever. Um, but that's a, that's another story. Um, but, uh, Scotty, how about a uh, – you kind of already talked about a surprising player, but do you have any other surprise or emerging players uh, uh, with Servite? Um, I kind of went more like with the, um, you know, with the quarterback situation because, you know, we saw in the summer, you know, Julian Poucher was kind of the guy in the summer. He was the guy that was making all the throws and then, you know, he made it far in the tournaments. Um, but then I don't know, you know, you know, like I said, we, all of a sudden he kind of just kind of, they filtered him out or he, you know, he's, he started seeing less action, you know, and now it's pretty much, you know, you know, Hannon or Johnson are now going to go to Hannon. You know, it'll be interesting to see who they, how they go, if they still want to go, who has the hot hand, or if they want to go two guys. You know, it's hard, it's very tough to do three. I mean, a lot of teams do yeah. the two, but but I think that was my just kind of surprise being that he's the senior and they want the senior leadership and it's a young team. So, um, you know, um, but that's, yeah, that's kind of the surprise for me. Okay. Yeah, young team. I, like I was saying, what what starting about six or seven sophomores on defense and a freshman on defense. Um, so the future, you know, I think uh, bodes well if they guys continue to develop. Uh, how about a key stat or a tidbit on the Friars, uh, Scotty? So basically, they're uh, again they're twelve underclassmen, um, so that ties them with Santa Margarita for you know third. They got six on offense and, um, you know, six on defense. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, and it's, you know, an offensive line that's very, you know, very interesting because they have um, a basketball player. I, you know, I don't know if anybody heard on the, you know, the broadcast. They got a basketball player, they got a, a sophomore center. Um, and then your two mainstays would be, you know, Madrigal and I think Johnny Figueroa played a little bit last year. And then the Connor Panapa, uh, who's the brother of Christian and yeah. then, the, you know, they're the, he's the senior. Um, 
and um, you know Servite's you know that they're, they're they're actually the smallest offensive line in the league. So at six one two sixty five, um, but again, you know, obviously, I think Servite's the smallest team in in the entire. You know, well, I don't know between them and Jay Sarah, but you know, they're their size doesn't mean everything, I guess. When they can, I they Servite's always been, you know, they just have that have that scrappiness right. and um, and. Um, yeah, I think that's. Oh, I do have an interesting. You know, the other thing is, is I think their their one returner or their one other senior, uh, Tuna uh, T- Tavalu. I don't know if he's injured because I haven't seen him in the last two games. That's so right. that's something to. Um, he's, he was a linebacker D, you know, linebacker DN guy number six. But like I said, I haven't seen him in the last two games. So and I haven't heard anything to them, but. Um, yeah, so that's uh, pretty much you know, you know, pretty much it with with, with the Friars. So, well, great job, Scotty. You just took us through from modern day Bosco into um, Orange Lutheran Santa Margarita, Jay Sarah Servite. So, great job breaking it all down. Um, that is enough to prepare any uh, anybody to get ready for the Trina League. So, congratulations, man. That was some good deep dive, and we got it all in. So, congrats. Thank you. You're, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it, it's, it's useful for somebody out there. So, you know, let it, you know, let Dan know, you know, if it was, uh, if you guys like this, uh, you know, the preview, um, and we gave you some good information. So. I agree. I think, uh, I think our fans will appreciate it. And, uh, yes, please give drop us a comment, give us a review, pass on, uh, our podcast to one of your hardcore football fans. So, Scotty, as we uh, get ready to embark on this uh, 2022 uh, Trina League season, how do you think it's going to play out? There's obviously a big game I've mentioned a few times. This uh, Orange Lutheran uh, Santa Margarita game is big on Friday. You got the big one, um, Modern Day Bosco, uh, coming up on October 7th at the Bowl. Those tickets, by the way, we're going to go on sale online on. Uh, go fan at nine o'clock on Monday. I believe it's October third. That's they'll probably only last a few minutes, um, if that. So if you're interested in trying to get tickets, gonna have to go to the Go Fan on the on the Go Fan website, and that'd be that'd be one way to get uh, tickets. I'm sure if you're at school, there'll be some ways to get tickets uh, through the through the school campuses. But um, you know, it's an interesting season, uh, Scotty, with. Uh, you know, uh, modern day and Bosco seeming like on a collision course. Who uh, who gets into Division One? How many teams are in Division One? Could some of these, you know, like Orange Lutheran did last year? If you, if some of these teams uh, emerged in Division Two, they could be really postseason um, teams to watch out for. And then you 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 really can't discount anybody. Last year, Jay Sarah made the playoffs, and they were. In, in Division Two, and they were uh, three and seven in the regular season. You never know how it's all going to turn out because of the the use of the the Cal Preps power system, and you know um, filling those brackets. They need to be filled, and you know, are there five hundred teams to take away some spots because they'll get the priorities in, in in filling the brackets after the automatic qualifiers. Um, you just never know how it could how it could shake out, but how do you think it's going to play out, Scotty? You know, 
it's it's interesting. That, you know, last year we had three teams. I think you know if you wanted you know Servite, Lauderdale, Bosco that were pretty closer. This year it's just the gap has widened. There isn't that 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 third team to make it that much more interesting. Uh, but um, you know that's going to come. You know, like I said, you know this Friday is going to play big because that's going to usually most likely going to be for whoever wants he has that third place you know uh ahead for that one and then you know bosco modern day i mean you know i could i probably could dive into that right now but i'm I'm, i'll I'll just you know stay back a little bit but you know you know it's it's going to come down again to you know you know you know the big players, you know, Elijah, you know, how he, you know, everyone's going to keep mentioning him, you know, that he's undefeated. He's, you know, in a place with the calm collectiveness, you know, then you got Bosco's defense that's fast. That's, you know, that's, you know, the best Bosco defense that they've seen in a long time. You know, I'll put a, a hold on that. Not just sure just yet because of the fact that, you know, they haven't played a whole lot of everybody yet. So, uh, um, you know, there'll, there'll be, you know, plenty of time to, to dive into that. But I, I think, you know, you know, as far as the other teams go, yes, that'll be very interesting to see how they get, where they get placed. Um, you know, you know, does Santa Margarita, you know, just right now they're in division two, you know, uh, you know, they could win it, you know, all in my estimation, if they're in two, you know, I think they got to be backed up in, into, into, uh, one, um, you know, but we'll see. You know, it, uh, I think the Olu game will tell us a lot. Um, and then, you know, I think, you know, like I said, Jay Sarah and Servite, you know, like I said, can they make enough noise? I think Servite needs to generate a little more offense for them, to, you know, for them to make that much more interesting. Um, but I don't know. They don't take the last place team for playoffs at all. Do, or does that matter in if it's in the – does that kind of theory go out the door? No, I mean because- it, it. It could happen if, it, depending on how everybody else is doing, you know, how the rest of the bracket looks, and um, it and just because you're last doesn't mean you couldn't make it. Well, that's where everybody made it last year. That's right. Jay Sarah was the the team that yep. made it. Yeah. So okay. So yeah. So Survey would probably. It, it, I I can't imagine they wouldn't. I you know. You know, I don't know how, you know, but I think the Jay Sarah team last year in comparison to the Servite team is would be a little bit stronger, you know, sh- you know, schedule-wise, strength-wise than, you know, but I know that's hard, that's subjective, so I don't know if that's, you know, if that's if that's going to uh, be, you know, taken into account because they basically all go with the straight Cal preps, you know, but I know that they kind of, you know, I don't know if they're giving, you know, Servite the benefit of the doubt based on them being, you know, Servite and what they've done previously. But I, I don't know if that factors into into these or not. So. Well, they'll, they'll, the, what will help the Friars will be their uh, Cal Preps reigning will be very strong, their strength of schedule. But it yeah. will be, um, you know, when it comes down to the playoffs and looking for those at-larges uh, to fill out a bracket – I mean the the um, you know the the five hundred will um, will take precedent um, uh, you know because um, once um, they once they place the automatic qualifiers the remaining spots go to the the highest ranked um, you know five hundred teams 500. and okay. then if there's not enough five hundred teams then the highest ranked sub five hundred teams 
will be taken. That's where a servite would be. That last scenario, they would do great in that because they would have a highest, they had very high ranking um, because of, of their strength of schedule. Okay. So yeah, that's, you know, that's how the at-larges work with, you know, so that is important to be 500, um, but it didn't, but you never know how it's going to work. It's, you know, because like last year, Jay Sarah wasn't 500, but there was, there were openings in the, uh, in the bracket for them. That's right. So it depends on if there's 500 teams floating around or not in your division, uh, for those at-large bursts. So, um, a lot of moving parts on that, but, um, we'll see what happens. Um, cause yeah, any Trinity league team that gets into division two should be pretty good. Yeah, I would, I would think so. And I think, you know, they, you know, last year when Orange Lutheran won it, you know, I, I pretty much, and I don't know, I, I can't see a, a team this year, you know, you know, playing, that's at that cutoff, you know, other than whoever's that last team, I, I can't see anybody. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be one of the Trinity teams. So it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah. So Scotty in the game of the week this week, who would you pick? Uh, can you make a pick right now? Orange Lutheran, Santa Margarita. Mm, I'm going to go Santa Margarita. Okay. Yeah. You know, just, uh, you know, it's can their you know it's a basically get can their own Olu's defense slow down those wideouts. You know, they I don't know. I think they might be a little bit too explosive for Orange Luther just based off of you know the yeah, going off of those the compared you know the scores. You know, the teams that that Olu's played that you know beat, they beat Damian twenty six twenty. You know, last week they beat a Notre Dame two and two team. You know, thirty four fourteen. But oh, you know Sherman Oaks Notre Dame. Two wins came at the hands of winless teams this year. So, you know, like I said, that when we saw that they're they're you know they were averaging twenty five points, giving up twenty. So they you know played a tighter game, and I don't think they have seen anybody with this much explosiveness. You know, Jace, uh, Sarah, for instance, had athletes, but they just they couldn't throw the ball, and you know they played tight with that game. But this is a whole different scenario with this offense uh, going up against uh, Orange Lutheran, but. You know, it, you know, they play these games, and you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, we saw what Losal could do if if Luke yeah. can move that ball. You know, can you know keep balanced? You know, can get that passing link game going. You know, they could easily make this. You know, put up some, you know, some points on a on a defense that's you know maybe struggling now for some pass rush. So, yeah, I'm also probably getting, I'm leaning towards Santa Margarita, even though Cal Preps is picking. Uh, Orange Lutheran thirty four to twenty eight. Um, wow, it's a um, it's a good game. We know you know Orange Lutheran's getting some uh, reinforcements, um, but I think uh, maybe what you mentioned about Emmett Mosley playing some defense um, would would definitely ha- help. But I don't know about the uh, Santa Margarita D line. Maybe they'll make some um, progress and some corrections after that Los Al game. But that's that's going to be a dandy of a game and. Um, I I think you're going to be at J. Sarah to check out Modern Day J. Sarah, right, Scotty? Yeah, yeah, I'll be at that one. So um, we'll see what uh, how the Monarchs uh, do down there at uh, the tight confines at uh, J. Sarah, and I think Sir Wright's going to take. Uh, it's going to be a tough one 
for them at uh, against Bosco. That could be, you know, that could be a running clock situation. Yeah, yeah. I think both games are, are kind of you know going to be tune up games. I know you don't want to call it that. You know, I know that you know you, you want to like go in and you want to run the game. Both teams want to run the game plan. They want to execute. You want to limit those penalties because you want to go into next week. You know, with a positive note. You know. And I think that's that's kind of what they both teams I think are, are intended to do. And you know, like for Jay Sarah and Sora, you don't want you you want to mess that up. You want to spoil it. And you want to make it as hard as challenging as possible. You know, yes. you know, we'll see. You know, I mean, but uh, you know, it's like I said, it's it's now your Trinity League. Trinity League adds that little element because of the coaching's better. Uh, you know, they scheme better. So you know, I you know, it maybe take time a little bit. Harder to maybe figure it out sometimes, but um, uh, you know we'll see. Well, it should be exciting. Of course, we'll be you know be sure to join us next week on the the Trinity League uh, OC Football Podcast as we break down Modern Day Bosco. Hopefully, we'll have another big deep dive into that game. I'm sure we will. We usually have over the years. So, Scotty, enjoy the game this Friday. Great job once again on this uh, in depth preview. It was a lot of fun. And I look forward to talking to you next week. As always, Dan, it was fun too. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, I know it's 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 going to take time to listen, but you'll enjoy it and you'll benefit from from this uh, uh, in the end. So I agree. So for Scott Barajas, I am Dan Albano, and thanks again for joining us on the Trinity OC Football Podcast.